You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's schedule release day for the Redbirds. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Mr. Bobrock, live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And we are puzzle piecing together this 2023 NFL schedule, Bobrock, for our precious Redbirds. And dare I say we've almost cracked the code? I think we almost have our final crossword puzzle complete as far as the 2023 slate goes for the Arizona Cardinals. Thanks to the team themselves or uh, some ticket provider releasing the home tickets to some season ticket holders. That happened earlier this morning. You had one job. You had one job. It's like all (laughs) this cloak of uh, just hiding the entire schedule so the NFL can do this big reveal and uh, Cardinals fans, season ticket holders are like, oh, I, I got the, the tickets right here. I, I know who they play all, almost all of their eight home games this year. They're going to have eight at home, nine on the road. And we have all but three games uh, filled out. We'll, we'll have to check our work here, of course, when the this, when this schedule gets unveiled here in a half hour. But looks like it's pretty good, Johnny. It is. It's, it it kind of hurts my soul, though. I saw that information leaked out this morning. I was taking my son to school. And, you know, Suze, who's a big Cardinal fan, she put it out on Twitter. And I was like, this got leaked out. And she's like, no, it was just made available. But then the Cardinals took it down. I'm like, yeah, that's what I mean. It got leaked out. It wasn't on purpose. It was on accident. And so it kind of does us a little bit of disservice because I like working hard for some sources for the people of PHNX Cardinals. So we were gifted an early Christmas present with the home schedule. So we know the home schedule. Let's talk about the schedule that we know right now. Let me just piggyback your your leak. If you have air in your tire and then air escapes your tire, it's leaking out. Yeah. You know? It's not a gift. (laughs) It's not an unprompted gift. Uh, You want to take a look at what we got going on so far? Absolutely. Let's not not waste any more time. Let's take a look. Uh, Producer Emma has been working hard on this, not just today, but actually for the last couple of weeks, putting together this 2023 season slate for the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, Johnny, let's, let's unveil it. Yeah, let's two oh, you need, seconds. You need a couple minutes. Okay. Seconds. All right. Two seconds. All right. We know who they're going to debut with Ver, uh, via our guy Jordan Schultz of the score. Friend of the program came out roughly early this afternoon and the Cardinals are going to open the season. Not at home. I made an incorrect prediction yesterday. I said, oh, it's going to be home maybe against the L.A. Rams. No, that is not happening. It is going to be at Washington against the commanders. Jacoby Brissett against his ex-O.C. <laughs> 
quarterback coach in Drew Petzing, Bobrock. Cardinals start on the road for the first time, I think, since two years ago. They went to Tennessee. What do you make a week one for the Arizona Cardinals on the road against a team that a lot of people think may not be very good? Yeah, when we uh, put together kind of our opponent tiers, we had mm -hmm. Washington. There it is. There it is in all its splendor. What we believe to be all but three of the Arizona Cardinals uh, games this season, including their bye week. So, yeah, Washington Commanders, September 10th, just outside the nation's capital in uh, BFE, Maryland. You'll have the Arizona Cardinals taking uh, the field on one of the worst stadiums in the NFL. There's sewage that's pouring from uh, <laughs> the upper deck of that stadium. Yeah. Maybe, you know, but it, look, I mean, we had the, the commanders is in the bad tier as far as bad teams that the Cardinals will face. So could they potentially open the season with uh, a, a dub that nobody was expecting, expecting this rebuilding Arizona Cardinals team, but opening the season – with a win, they could potentially get that against Washington. I know that they have talent, especially on the defensive side of the football. You're going to have uh, a motivated Chase Young. You know that yeah. on the defensive line, they've got some really talented players, including John Payne, uh, Deron Payne. Uh, yeah. And then you've got the the back back end of that, the defensive secondary, some talented members as well. They just drafted Emmanuel Forbes in the first round. Uh, and then on the offensive side, a lot more question marks, but you know that you've got a, a good running back and Brian Robinson, and of course, scary Terry McLaurin, as far as one of the top wide receivers in, in Jahan Dobson as well. So there's talent on the commander's roster. I would assume that they're going to be favored in this game to open things up, no doubt about it, but uh, still an opportunity for, for the Cardinals to go on the road. It, we'll see what the quarterback matchup looks like. You mentioned Jacoby Brissett. Could it be Sam Howell that they, yeah. they want to – uh, maybe bet on in year two, and then we'll see what the Cardinals trot out there. Is it Colt McCoy? Is it David Blau? Is it Clayton Toon? I I mean, these are – if Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Buda Baker played, these are winnable games. They're not going to be games that the Cardinals are favored in necessarily, but these are obtainable games. Let's see the schedule one more time, Emma, because I want to really focus on these first three. Yeah. So Dallas is a, a real playoff contender. We talked about it yesterday in our tier breakdown. I think both Bo and I feel pretty adamant. The Giants are going to take a little bit of a step back this year, and they do not blow you away with anything they do. I mean, Washington and the Giants, outside of, you know, a Houston or a Pittsburgh, I mean, or maybe a Rams, like those are some teams you would not mind facing early. And I also think the coaching in the NFC West with Pete Carroll and, and Kyle Shanahan in particular is so immense and elite. Those guys get better as the season goes on. How many times have we seen Kyle Shanahan get beat by a Chicago in week one, right? Go on to Atlanta and lose. So I love uh, week four against San Francisco. I think, again, health permitting, that those are going to be competitive games. There is not a gauntlets row. Remember last year, Cardinals had maybe the hardest schedule in the NFL, according to Football Outsiders. Like, you look at this, and again, I don't know how many games are going to be favored in Bo Brock, but especially these first four, it's like I it would not surprise me at all if Kyler Murray's back and playing for them to win two of four. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, I think again it's going to be difficult to win any game without K one. But if if you're playing with Kyler Murray at some point, and week four you're into October now, and if you've got DeAndre Hopkins and you've got Buda Baker and Hollywood Brown's healthy, like these are these are not going to be. Remember the spreads that we saw at the end of last year for the Arizona Cardinals? It was like 12, 15, 17, right? against San Francisco, against some of the, you know, elite teams at the end of the year. I This this schedule, I know it was daunting initially on paper, 
that they are going to be more competitive. I I would venture to say than people think. Well, let me just point this out though. I mean, after week one, you're facing four teams that were in the postseason last year in a row. Yeah, but I two of those two of those teams do not have what I think are f- franchise quarterbacks. And San Francisco, they're they have an elite roster. The Giants overachieved. The Bengals are the real deal. The Bengals, absolutely, you got Joe Burrow. Their offense, like that, that team of those teams scares me the most. But like, I don't know. San, the the Giants to me, everybody got has tape on Dayball and company for a year. That's that's not a game I think. Well, the Cardinals just have no shot to win. I I don't feel that way. And again, it's hard to decipher the schedule as it relates to all this because. It, we don't know when K1's coming back. That's why I think the Cardinals over under for the year bow is the hardest to predict in the NFL because, again, is Kyler back week one? Is he back week 10, right? But I, I'm sure everybody who's looking at the Cardinals on their schedule saying that that's a win. We'll yeah, win. And, and I feel like we're going to go through this for a third straight year. Uh, yeah. Like the ankle in 2021 and then last year was the hamstring. Like when is Kyler Murray going to truly be available? And, and with this injury... Uh, you might get a little bit more transparency from the coaching staff than you did the previous two seasons, but it, it's going to be like, okay, when can we realistically think uh, that Kyler Murray is going to get back? Because as we kind of went through the timeline yesterday, Jonathan Gannon, you know, he said this to us at the combine. He's reiterated reiterated this throughout his uh, media availability since the combine that Kyler Murray needs to be 100% mentally and he has to be 100% physically, of course. So looking at the schedule, I mean, you might have put it back up. This is going to be a heavy schedule on the screen day. Uh, Washington, but then you've got, you know, Daniel, Danny Dimes, and you've got the New York Giants at home, State Farm Stadium. Then you've got Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys in week three, and then the San Francisco 49ers October 1st, and then Joe Burrow. It's like, that. that's a little tough. I mean, the first five games... You know, it's tough. Washington's tough in the sense that it's on the road. And then you get a little reprieve. You've got, you know, the Rams potentially week six. The Seahawks, I'm looking at the stretch, though, from week nine to about weeks through week 16, Johnny. Yeah. Where if this team can catch a stride of any sense, right? If it can start, you know, really grasping Drew Petzing's offense, if it can grasp Nick Rollis's defense and, and in, its, in the energy of its head coach by week nine, I think, you know, Cleveland is definitely a team that they could compete with. Atlanta's a team, especially at home, that 100%. you can compete with. The Texans, the Rams, of course, Pittsburgh. I mean, those are – and then Chicago after, you know, a tough San Francisco game. Like, that's the stretch right there that, you know, you could probably con- create some momentum for the following season. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think – Jonathan Gannon playing three teams in the from the NFC East is a benefit to kick off the year. I know it's not his personnel from Philadelphia. You don't think he's got a familiarity with Washington? What did he do, albeit with Eagle players, last year in the postseason against the Giants, right? Held him to seven points in four quarters. He knows Danny Dimes. You know, Sam Howell, I'm not sure if he played against Sam Howell, but he knows what they want to do offensively for Washington. I think the Eagles went one and one against uh, Washington last year, or at least Washington. Yeah. They In the second game, they will put up some points against Gannon's defense. Well, yeah, and it was Minshew playing that game. There was no Jalen Hurts in that game, yeah. uh, if I remember correctly. Can I just say for the schedule gods, thank, thank the, the schedule gods for a Week 18 matchup against Philadelphia where there's a good chance Kyler Murray is playing is probably his best football to date. And we don't have to sacrifice our boy JG to those 
you know, ridiculous media members in Philadelphia f- within the first quarter of the season when the Cardinals are, are getting their bearings about themselves. I, I put this out on Twitter tongue in cheek, but like, it is unbelievable. They, they start the season with three straight games in the NFC East and none of which are uh, against Philadelphia. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Week yep. 17 against the Eagles on December 31st. That's, that's almost best case scenario. Cause you don't know what the Eagles are playing for. Gannon, you would assume he's got complete buy-in. His defense is humming. And then you've got Kyler Murray. Like, sign me up for that game, 100%. I'll tell you another game sign me up for. Week 11, November 19th at the Houston Texans with ramifications for a top pick either way. I know a lot of people were hoping that would be like the finale. I was hoping week 18, let's do Houston, Arizona. But obviously saving that for a divisional matchup against Seattle. But week 11 is going to be a name or or a or a week that a lot of people circle on their calendar. How many wins do the Cardinals have? How many wins we'll be charting it? Do the Houston Texans have? It'll be interesting, Bo. Yeah. Let me ask you, speaking of interesting, and, and sorry to kind of take it back a little bit as far as the first quarter of this, this season, or at least the first yeah. five games, you know, if you're staring down Kyler Murray coming back and, and say you don't have an ideal start to the season, you know, it, it's a tough start on the road. You know, the Giants find a way like they did most of last season, get a dub. Dallas and Dak are too much. And, and San Francisco is every bit the contender people believe they are. And then you've got Cincinnati uh, flexing on them. I mean, there, there's a realistic chance where through five weeks of the season, you could have one or no wins. How does that change how you approach Kyler Murray coming back to this football team? Or does it? Ah, man, it's a great, it's the million dollar question. And I think, I think that's the question that they don't have an answer to right now. Because again, like, let's say it's week 15. It's the week after the bye. And, and you've got one or two wins under your belts and you're firmly supplanted in that Caleb Williams conversation, Bo Brock. Like what, what, what good does it do to have Kyler Murray play for you? I don't know, but I think this team's going to surprise people. And I don't, I don't believe, and Houston could prove me wrong, but their schedule is pretty easy. I don't believe this team's going to be in a position where you're you're sitting Kyler Murray at all next year, whether it's for Caleb Williams, whether, you know, and everybody's running with that narrative, and we've acknowledged it on this show because we'd be naive not to. But I, number one, I don't think Kyler Murray's taken till November to come back. I also think they've invested on the offensive line. I like the pieces that they have there to protect him. Mm-hmm. This offense is going to be very run-heavy, run-dominant. And they're not going to ask him to do a ton, but um, I just I think that narrative about K one not playing, I think there are going to be some some naysayers that are proven wrong come July and August when he looks good, and and the, the temptation is going to be there. I don't think they pull the trigger right away. I would be shocked if he played in September, but even if they start zero and four, Bo, and it's October, I mean you've got a lot of football left to play, and you've got and Kyler Murray wants to play for the city and for his teammates. He's chomping at the bit to get out there. You, It also is not good, I believe, for Kyler Murray's development long-term to have him miss basically a full season of football and to go from whenever he got hurt in November of 2022 until 2024, that's too long. So, you know, record be damned outside of being winless and going after Caleb in the in the fourth quarter of the season. I, I think Kyler Murray plays, and I think he plays early. Let's get to some of these uh, chat messages here. Everybody killing it, of course, on the chat. Yeah. Uh, I think Jose makes a, a good 
point here as far as we don't see any primetime games. And, and I'm actually, I think it's a good thing for this team right now. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go under man in a rebuilding season and have to compete when the lights are a little bit brighter. I mean, you already had a couple incidents on primetime last, like we haven't seen this team perform well on primetime for far too long. Why kind of prolong that streak uh, when you're not going to have your roster, like as much confidence as we have in a guy like JG, turn things around and money off for you know making some great draft picks we talked to a couple of them today and we're impressed by them but are they going to be ready for prime time i think that this organization can benefit from you know working its way up to, to its way into some prime time games slowly you know go from you know potentially zero now to, to more maybe two maybe two to next season and then hopefully four and more the season after that you know it's a slow build to where you know you don't take on too too high of expectations too early in the beginning of a rebuild. Yeah, hundred percent. And primetime games are earned. You know they're not given unless you're in a, a major market and you've you've been established for a hot minute. The Cardinals haven't earned any primetime games, and networks are scared to death to put this team on national TV without Kyler Murray. I mean, what what is the benefit of that if you're yeah. a national TV? You know person uh and you can't say we'll just put him in november and december kyler murray will be back what the conversation bo and i just had leaves a lot of doubt there and when yeah. people look Wouldn't up they have and, four last year i mean they had yeah. the thursday night football where kyler and the in the cardinals rolled the saints but then after yeah. that it was like patriots yeah the brutal mexico city monday night game with colt mccoy starting patriots you get a couple snaps from kyler before he tears his acl and then you had Tampa Bay. Look at that. Emma, ghost hands over here, getting this uh, up from 2022 schedule. Man, what a nightmare. It's, this just gives me the heebie-jeebies looking back at this. But look uh, at that gauntlet last year. I mean, that that's about as difficult of a schedule from, from, from one year to the next. Like, they earned their fourth-place schedule. Let's take our flowers that we get to play Atlanta and the Chicago Bears, right, and the commander. Like, come on now. Everybody just needs to say, Please, God, thank you. I don't have to face the the uh, AFC West again. We don't have to face the Patriots again or the Chargers again. The Rams were coming off a Super Bowl, right? I mean, it, that is murderer's row. The Vikings won their division. I mean, it's absolute. That was an absolute bloodbath last yeah, year. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it proved to be, and it was. It was almost. It was fun at at times to to go to that stadium later in the evening and then know that. It wasn't going to – I mean, they were competitive. They won the Saints game. They got routed in Mexico City. It was tight against Tampa. It was tight against the Patriots. But they Those were, were watchable really, games. At really least disappointing games. losses, though. They they were. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was tough, obviously, with the following the Kyler in, injury. But yeah. and, and then we see pretty much the last home game for J.J. Watt. We didn't know They're it just, at the time. They're just not a trustworthy team on national TV. Yeah. You, can't, you can't trust them. So if I'm a network executive, I'm just like, if I don't have to put them on this year, I'm not going to. But if we fast forward and Marvin Harrison Jr. is on the team in 2024, that's a different conversation, right? Like the Atlanta Falcons are going to get games on national TV this year because of B. John Robinson, right? People want to see that guy play. The Cardinals, like you, they would get a token Thursday night game, as Bo mentioned, like that's gone. The NFL yeah. says, nope, we're not going to put hamstrings for conferences on certain channels. It's like, we're dictating it based on the ratings. And like, that, that's how it should be. It's like, put your best foot forward for advertisers, for sponsors. Everybody gets an equal check 
for, for the NFL owners. Everybody gets an yeah. equal slice of the pie. But if you've got your hand raised in the back and you're, you're coming off of a three or four win season and you own your franchise quarterback and you're gutting your team, it's like, why, if I'm NBC or ABC or CBS, like, why am I putting you on national TV? And if I'm a Cardinal fan, I'm like, let me, this team needs to lay fucking low for 12 <laughs> months and do the right things on and off the field as a football operation yeah. and then come back and let, and let it Kyler Murray and everybody sneak up on, on the rest. If of they can the give the old Johnny V surprise that you keep on yeah. talking about, like if, if Kyler Murray comes back healthier than in a, in a time frame that people aren't expecting and he and this offense balls out and then some of the draft picks and the underrated free agents come together on the defensive side of the football and they shock the, you know, the NFL world, that's great. But with, with lower expectations takes away a lot of the pressure on the, on the front office, the coaching staff, and, and of course the players. So yeah, that, that just bodes well for, for the Cardinals to, to come out of nowhere because if you put any any expectation on this outside of it being a rebuild and i know the head coach cringe says he cringes when he hears that word but we're being realistic here uh you know that's anything uh outside of that any any like sign of being ahead of schedule is is great for this fan base uh so i just got tipped off um to take this for what it's worth um every game the cardinals are going to play this fall is going to be on sunday which leads me to believe that there's there's not going to be a primetime game this year. No Monday night, no Thursday night, no Saturday game, and then I don't think they're I don't think they're gracing our screens on Sunday night football. Sunday, so, bloody Sunday, every yeah, week. Every week, this team's going to play on. I take on comfort Sunday. in that. Is somebody is a is a <laughs> our wives like, do certainly kind of daily habits get regimented. We just know that. Every Sunday, you're going to be hanging out with us at the BetMGM Sportsbook, watching the yeah. Arizona Cardinals play football, uh, and you don't have to think otherwise. You don't have to say, oh, is my Thursday night open? Is, is Saturday going to be available late in the season? Monday night, can I make plans? Yeah, you can. Sunday, your plans are with us, watching the football, watching the Cardinals play football at the BetMGM, whether it's home or away. Uh, it's going to be awesome, Johnny. So that's that's a nice little, little tidbit. So it, it gives us confidence in, as far as the schedule that – this team here, this PHNX Cardinals team is put together. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we feel good about the schedule that we put together. And uh, I can't wait to hang out with all of you guys at BetMGM Sportsbook, not only this fall, but um, can I get a game seven in my life for the Phoenix Suns and company? Um, so we've got game six tonight, Bo Brock. You can dabble with our friends at BetMGM Sportsbook right now. Suns money line, my pick of the week. Book it right now. I need it in my life. I'm done apologizing for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I mentioned this on our bet show earlier today with Shane Diefenbach. Like people who hate on Kyler Murray, like I think DA is the new public enemy number one right now in the Valley until his ashes is shipped out of town because he is not playing tonight. It is the Phoenix Suns hosting hosting the Denver Nuggets in Game Six. You can bet on it with our friends at BetMGM Sportsbook. We've got so much good stuff going on with our friends at BetMGM. Let me tell you right now, there are every single. Sunday, this fall, as Bo mentioned, we're going to be there home and away. We're going to be partying with you at BetMGM Sportsbook. I also want to tell you, this fall, right now, you can do watch-along parties with Bo and I for away games. There's going to be drink specials. There's going to be giveaways. Um, every time you're out at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium, come up and say hi to Bo Brock and myself. I also want to tell you guys right now, the watch parties for the PHNX Suns Cruise presented by Neutral They've had a banner time, and we want to keep those good times going. So hopefully the Suns can keep it together. But in the meantime, you want to dabble with them. 
you want to use that bonus code PHNX when you're doing your new customer. You're going to get up to $100 back in bonus bets. Again, PHNX is the bonus code. You're going to get $100 on bonus bets with your first wager with BetMGM. Make sure you're using that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for details. And now listen to my guy Shane talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Looking for a spot to watch tonight's Game 6 for the the Phoenix Suns and Denver Nuggets. How about check out Four Peaks? Four Peaks yeah. is an unbelievable place to go check out a game. Obviously, drink some great beer. They've been around for 25 years. They've been brewing it up that long, if not longer, but officially 25 years this year. Go get yourself a kilt lifter to celebrate. Get that bourbon barrel kilt lifter. It's so smooth. If you're an IPA guy or gal, get that hop knot, or maybe get that wow wheat, number one wheat beer in Arizona. Don't miss out on all the great beer that Four Peaks has, all the great events that are going on. I'm contemplating. Somebody might want to walk me out of this, take my wife, mother of my child there for Mother's Day this Sunday. I think it'd be well, a fantastic spot to take it in. 100%. Four Peaks is great for any event. We had our draft party there. The Coyotes had their uh, season finale there. They're gonna, we're gonna do so many other things with Four Peaks. Can't wait to do it because they've got all the great food, all the great beer, and the great vibes always going on there. Eighth Street and Tempe. They've got the uh, tap room at Chase Field. They've also yeah. got the the Four Peaks in the airport that we've been at a couple of times. Four Peaks got to be 21 years or older. Check out some great things going on, including the rest of this week. They've got the teacher appreciation. You can go help out, maybe nominate a teacher at fourpeaksforteachers.org, or you can get some tickets to a Diamondbacks game by just logging onto their Instagram, following along at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub. You can find a link in the description, and you can get yourself four tickets with some D-Bucks to, D-Bucks to spend at the D-Backs game from Four Peaks. Uh, love our friends at Four Peaks and BetMGM Sportsbook. Um, love all of you. Hit that like button on this video. The Cardinals and the rest of the NFL, they're about to announce the schedule. But if you're joining us, if you have been joining us, we feel like we've got the schedule early. Let's see it one more time. Producer Are we going to put Emma. this out on our, on our social? Do we- nah, well, let's, let's, let's wait a hot minute here. You don't want to put it out there? You don't want to put uh, our big Manscaped uh, I like to, I like to out reward- there? I like to put, I like to reward the people who watch the program every day. You okay. know, I, I don't right. trust those gremlins on Twitter. I only tr- trust the 200 <laughs> people in this room. Week one, Washington, week two at, or excuse me, week one at Washington, week two, home against the Giants, home against the Cowboys in week three, week four at San Fran, week five, hosting the Bengals, week six. They are at LA to take on the Rams, week seven, another road game in the division at Seattle. Week eight, they are hosting the Baltimore Ravens. That's a tough one. Week nine, they're going to travel out west to JG's home state in Ohio, take on the Browns. Week 10, Atlanta at home, winnable game. Speaking of winnable, week 11, Houston on the road, draft implications, hell yes. Week 12, the LA Rams come to to State Farm Stadium. Week 13, they are at Pittsburgh. Got some tough away road games in the cold. They got their bye week, week 14. We have that source. Week 15, They are hosting San Francisco 16 Christmas Eve. Chicago Bears hosting the Arizona Cardinals. 
Can't wait to see that one. Week 17, JG returns to Philadelphia against the Eagles and the season finale at home. Seattle Seahawks. Cardinals finish the year two out of three years home against Seattle, Bo. Man, oh, man. Look at this thing. Uh, I mean, when I look at this this schedule, so week 11, you've brought it up a little bit. Houston. Yeah. What's the appeal of this game? Like, I understand that they have the Texans pick. So what's the, I mean, it's just a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to specify something. AK uh, deadline 24th is a Saturday. That that Saturday, I should specify, is being treated like NFL Sunday. So most of the games are taking place that Saturday. Then there are a couple primetime games point, on Sunday. So thank you for correcting me there. So they're all, they're all, they're just, they're lumped in in the early or later time slot of the regular schedule is what I'm hearing. But thank you for that specification. But Bo, to answer your question, so week 11, how many wins for the Cardinals and Houston Texans when they play each other? I think each team has at least two wins. And I, I think there's going to be another team or two. There always is to, that throws their hat into the equation. For sure. I also, I also be believe the team that the Cardinals open the season against. 100%. And I also yeah. believe, Bo Brock, that when this is going to be a tricky year and they're going to have to put out parameters, I don't think NFL teams purposely tank. But I do think if you're an owner and there's blood in the water, Okay, there's blood in the water at the end of the year and your team is terrible and your owner smells Caleb Williams or Drake May or Marvin Harrison Jr. These are elite blue chip prospects. The two Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams are are borderline generational. Then I'm going to tell you right now, there are going to be teams that pull a Trace McSorley. They're going to start sitting their D hops and company and and that's going to be tricky. None of those teams, unfortunately, are within the last four weeks for the Arizona Cardinals. I think San Francisco, Seattle and Philadelphia are all going to be in the mix. And I think the Bears are going to be more competitive than people think. But to Aaron's point in the chat, I think the Cardinals are absolutely going to surprise people. Yeah, I, I think that they, they absolutely could. Um, AK deadline, you're good, man. Don't worry about what's that. AK deadline saying, never mind, I'm wrong. I, I I just know Christmas Eve this year, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, is going to be the day where all the teams play. Oh, yeah, Christmas is on a Monday this year. So Sunday, okay. December 24th. What's up? Okay, so we nailed the schedule according to producer Emma. Uh, so if you're just if you're just tuning in, you've seen the schedule for the last 30 minutes. Uh, congratulations, Emma, put this together. Hit the like Good button job, for Emma. that. That's a big like uh, moment here. Johnny Crush had pulled a lot of the weight here. So did the so did the Cardinals home slate getting released and unveiled earlier this morning helped pull a lot of weight too. So God bless. There them. you have it. Season you don't you don't have to really make any tweaks or changes to this. This is the 2023 Arizona Cardinals oh, wait, schedule. Do you the, see something? Uh, the week 18 against Seattle Seahawks is to be dated. Okay. So, but that was on. Yeah. So we're we're just waiting the correct date. If you just go seven days or a week after the week 17 game uh, against the Eagles, that that's where that would put you. So, all right. Yeah. No, so we're I, just TBD on that. That's out, outside of that. Everything else is, is correct. I, we're I've very, never we're very blessed. this high on a quiz before. No, not, neither have I. The big ones were, what are they doing on Christmas Eve? That's what people wanted to know. Ask and you shall receive. When is the bye week? Ask and you shall receive. Um, so we, we do our best here. Jim Belicious, Thank you so much. $10 super chat. Lower expectations may make playing our younger, less experienced players more likely and benefit us in the long run. hundred percent. 
you're speaking to the choir. You're, you're spot on. Uh, hide this team. Let them make mistakes because that that was a big problem with the Vance Joseph Cliff Kingsbury era is young players made mistakes. You're gone. You're an embarrassment. Get off the field, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah yeah. Simmons. You guys can't play. I want to see BJ Ojolari make plays and make mistakes early so he can grow into his role. I don't want to see, with all due respect, Dennis Gardeck out there being overpaid, playing over playing over BJ Ojolari. I know what Dennis Gardeck is and right. isn't. I want to know Garrett Williams, who spoke with Bo Brock in the media today. We're going to get on that. I want to see Paris Johnson Jr. at tackle at some point. So this is this is the best case scenario, in my opinion, for the Arizona Cardinals. Do we have it confirmed, Bo? No primetime games. Is that no confirmed? prime time? No, none at all. And that ain't, it's not a bad thing for this Arizona Cardinals team. Is Jim Bodacious is saying that, you know, just they'll likely benefit in the wrong long run. Absolutely. For, for having lower expectations, no doubt about yeah. it. Um, but we're looking at it and everything matches up with what we have there on mm -hmm. our own schedule. So let's yeah, see. We've, schedule we've, notes. Um, yeah. Got just, anything? just putting together rivalries. This is just via the Arizona Cardinals putting out some just tidbits about each and every game. Uh, but we're not seeing anything Sunday, 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 Sunday. Everything's on Sunday. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, so once in a while we get something right here. The game uh, on, on Christmas Eve is at three twenty-five. I believe that's so don't you Arizona dare. time. That's going to be two twenty-five kickoff Christmas. What, Eve. what the, motherfucker what what is that can i can i i'm just gonna be frank that's yeah. that's that's some bullshit right there uh that that's gonna that yeah, could so cause, they'll, that they'll, could open cause the road, they'll open up their site and we anticipated this 10 a.m uh arizona time against washington then 105 kick 125 125 105 125 and then you start cleveland it's at 11 you've got houston at 11 you've got Pittsburgh at 11 and you got Philly at 11. So four games in the East coast time zone, or at least the early kickoff window for the I'll Arizona Cardinals. Home. Everything else is it one or two. I'll be getting home about the same time as Santa. I might be running into Santa and stumble. He and I'll be stumbling in for different reasons. I'll be stumbling in from bed MGM. He'll be stumbling in off the eggnog that night. That'll be, that'll be tricky here in the, here in the Copa. Uh, mm -hmm. Full schedule now out at GoPHNX, PHNX uh, Cardinals on Twitter. Check it out there, Bull Brock. What's the game you think the Cardinals can win that they're not going to be favored to win? Ooh, put me on the spot here. Game that they would be favored, that they're not going to be favored to win, that they're going to win. I mean, I, yeah. I'm looking at this schedule, and I think week six against, no, that's, that's on the road at the Rams. So, you're going to have to wait and, unless they become kind of an upstart team. Like, which game are they going to be finally favored in? Like, they're not going to be favored to start the season on the road at Washington. They're not going to be favored against the Giants at home or the Cowboys like at home. I like what Jose's saying. Dallas, What's baby. That? You think they win at Dallas? I mean, I think they could certainly beat New York week two. Dal you got to have Kyler Murray to win where game. they're going to be favored. Like, it, when they release, the, and I'm sure Bet MGM and other betting sites out there uh, that we don't recognize are yeah. going to put out spreads for the entire season. And you'd be hard pressed to find outside of games against. I don't know if they're going to be favored against the Texans on the road. I think that they could be favored at home against the Rams. This game's the, 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 the Sunday after Thanksgiving at home. 
Uh, good news. The Bears game is flexible to be changed and could be pushed to an early start time. Okay. So it had an asterisk next to it. Listen, uh, not all heroes wear capes, but we need we need the NFL schedule makers to <laughs> drop that puppy down. Drop it down to an early kickoff. Come on now. Whereas we're both tweeting, <laughs> we're trying to get all this information out. Great podcast and great yeah. YouTube showman here. No, it's uh, as I mentioned, I think that week nine stretch through about week 16 is going to be paramount for this Arizona Cardinals team to, to really get competitive during this season. And I know people like they don't want to come on here and, and hear me say that they're going to take on in the first five weeks four playoff teams from last year but that's the reality of the situation and it could turn yeah, out yeah. bad but when i look at you know starting in week nine they start to take on the browns the falcons the texans a down rams team and a mid pittsburgh steelers team then they have the bye week and you've got san francisco but after that you have chicago i think that you have a, a chance during that stretch to be very competitive and to start turning heads like you really maybe you could pick up some momentum like the the first year under Bruce Arians, right? Remember there was no really no expectations for that team that year, and they ended up winning double digit games, and they were go went into the final week of the season, uh, still in the playoff race, right? Um, like you you can really start to with, with good coaching, good drafting, and developing uh, with the class that they have right now. I, I think yeah. that they could, they could start to turn some heads there and and start to you know really i don't know when string together a couple wins in a row if if it's I, possible this season the people that are saying this team is going to start like oh and nine like i just i'm not in that camp number one because i think kyler murray's going to play earlier than people think and like in the nfl yeah that mike clay came out today but i don't know if you saw this and said the cardinals have the worst defensive tackles in the nfl and that's true but we've seen this team with a ton of talent go to detroit and be non-competitive it is hard to lose 9, 11, 15 games in a row. It's it's almost impossible. These teams have down weeks, right? And the Cardinals have enough pride and opportunistic players. They're not playing for a coach that's on the hot seat. They're playing for a coach that's trying to instill a culture. They're trying to compete and win. This is not Atlanta where it's like, this is the third year of Arthur Smith. This is the second year for Josh McDaniels. And people, the book is out on those guys. They can't coach. They can't win as a head coach. And players may start to say, I'm not into this shit. I'm not bought in. You've got the perfect concoction dynamic of quarterback chip on his shoulder, head coach young and energetic, a ton of young talent that's going to be hungry. And then the veteran players, Zach Ertz, James Conner, they want to stick around. They want to play out their contracts. They don't want to be cut. I, you don't have any prima donnas on this roster. Save me your Kyler Murray speak. I, I honestly believe this. Name one player on this roster. That's overpaid. That's not going to be motivated to kick ass this year. I don't think there's any. That's not Boone yeah. Baker. That's not DJ Humphreys. He's got no guaranteed money after this year. That's not, you know, Hernandez, Kelvin Beecham on the defensive side. There's no Isaiah Simmons is playing for his life this year. He's trying to yeah. prove everybody wrong. So there's nobody on Sunday. You can just sit you like, what did we see too much from the Cardinal teams at the end of the year under Cliff Kingsbury? Is like this, this is this ain't it. And they, they threw in the towel, right? And they had a bunch of star players, and they lost. Remember that game against the Niners during COVID? And they the Niners couldn't even live in Santa Clara. They were living in Arizona. And Jeff Wilson went for about 200 yards against Vance Joseph's defense, cost them a playoff spot. Yeah. The Cardinals had infinitely more talent. The, the NFL season is so long. There are so many narratives and storylines. 
You can't just say like, yep, Cardinals, zero wins, one win, two wins. It's just, you got to, it's cliche to say, you got to let things play out. And you also, you have to, Emma, let me see the schedule again. There's a, there's a game that you can play. It's called how many elite quarterbacks do the Cardinals play? Not do they have, but do they play? Week one, eh, week two, eh, <laughs> week three, eh, week four, nope. Week five, yes. Then week six, seven, and eight, no. Week nine, no. 10, no. 11, no. 12, no. 13, no. 15, no. 16, no. 17, yes. 18, no. They play, in my opinion, two elite quarterbacks. Week 15, week 17. That should get you fired up because you know what happens when average quarterbacks play? They're average. Or sometimes they're below average. And that becomes winnable. They give you a couple turnovers. Your defense feels live. You can start running the football. That's why, at the end of the day, as much as people are just slobbering all over the chance the Cardinals finish last and the Houston surprises, Houston plays in the AFC, where it's just a quarterback gauntlet of elites. Look at this trash mountain of quarterback play. <laughs> Not everybody can be the San Francisco 49ers. So I, I, I'm telling you right now, Jalen Hurts is elite, um, and Joe Burrow is elite. Stafford's on his last legs. Oh, and Lamar Jackson, if you want to consider him in week eight, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Dak's thrown almost as many touchdowns as interceptions and in like his last 24 games. Desmond Ritter, hello. CJ Strahd, no, no thanks. Geno Smith, barf. Kenny Pickett, baby hands. This, I mean, Kyler Murray would be the better quarterback in at least three-fourths of these games if he's healthy. Just, just everybody take a beat before you turn in your ticket and they're not going to win four games this year. <laughs> it was a big reason why last year was tough because they played a ton of elite quarterbacks. That was a, that was amazing. Step down off your Cheers. off your soapbox, take a bow. Unbelievable! Just trash the entire quarterback class that the they're they're, they're not any good. I mean, the rosters <laughs> could be better, but Kenny Pickett, eh, baby hands. Just you just went through and roasted the entire just group of quarterbacks that the Arizona Cardinals are going to play. No, well done. I, I, I can appreciate it, but you know, at the same, it's really going to come down to when Kyler Murray comes back and is ready to play for this team. Because outside of that, because the alternative to Kyler Murray right now, very cloudy, Arizona Cardinals need to figure out who's going to be the guy that's going to lead this team in the interim before Kyler Murray gets back. That that's going to be so important far as if they want to have any success out of the gates like I, I know you want to uh you want to run the football but you're still going to need like if you could put Colt McCoy in a, in a position where he's throwing the football 20 times in in the rest of the 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 offensive snaps or run plays and you're able to pick up first downs and score touchdowns that way then great uh but it's it's going to be it's going to be tough I'm not saying yeah. it's impossible but it's going to be the assignment becomes a lot tougher uh, a lot tougher than it, it took us to put together this schedule. It's not going to be as successful no. uh, before it's released. It, um, it's if they have this man right here, not oh, you Bill, Be <laughs> Bill Bellamy, Bill Bellamy, whatever his name <laughs> yeah, what is. What the hell they, is that? If they have this man right here, they're winning more games than people think. Here, there he goes. He's back to the training room. <laughs> if they, if, if they're not now, if they have David Blau out there blowing it up, then they're not going to win very many games. Right, but something tells me though that's not their plan. I just let's David Blau, Colt McCoy can't move. He's doing color commentary for Arena League or whatever it is. Clayton Tunes never played an NFL snap. Like Ky Kyle Murray looks pretty good lately. 
modern medicine, freak athletes tend to heal a little bit quicker than people think. If Kyler Murray's Look, all right, Joe Burrow I, was back week one. Carson Wentz was back week after three weeks after tearing his ACL at a similar time as Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, th- there's a precedent for it now. And, and, you know, Dr. What David Chow told us that yeah. he could come back week one, but is he going to be the same guy? Is he going to be the same athlete uh, at that point in time in his rehab? No. Uh, and then you take into consideration what JG told us, and he's got to be a hundred percent, got to be a hundred percent mentally, physically, you know, that doesn't, doesn't seem like that's something they would push for. But mm-hmm. when we look at this schedule and it's Washington week one, I think that that becomes a, you know, people might scoff at that, but that's a winnable game without Kyler Murray. A hundred percent. It a hundred percent is. Let me ask you this, put the schedule up again and we got it right here. Um, thank you, Emma. Kyler Murray comes back after week four. How many wins do you see? Let's say Kyler Murray misses the first month of the season. He's back by week five. There's there's 13 games left in the season. How many how many wins do you got him for? Well, I mean, it's a tough assignment right out of the gates against Joe Burrow. Uh, and, and at home, though. Bangles. Yeah, I know it's at home, but come on. I mean, that the, the Bengals <laughs> are a team something. that's going to be in the AFC you know, championship game, potentially, until Joe Burrow retires. And yeah. You still have you've got to figure this defense out. Like this defense is has less talent than the offense. And, and I'm like I'm not trying to poo-poo this. This is a this is a fun day. Uh, but you, you've got Cincinnati right out of the gate. That's tough, but that that's going to be a fun game to watch. That's going to be a game that they can certainly compete. And like with Kyler, Kyler Murray gives you a chance. He absolutely yeah. does. That's yes. what he does with all the rest the entire schedule. Is he gives you a chance, Kyler Murray as a rookie gave the Cardinals a chance and the roster was in worse shape than this, especially offensively that rookie, that rookie year, Kyler's out there running around Keyshawn Johnson, Andy Isabella, right? There's no D hop Christian Kirk in his second year. Offensive line was terrible. And that team was competitive. And I think only what they won five games. They tied a game. Everybody just now, if Kyler Murray doesn't play and the whispers we hear about, you know, from reputable people, rap sheet, friend of the program initially saying like, who knows? Midseason could be beyond that. Then, then we're gonna have a tough time. It's just it's that saying. You're not gonna have a good time. I it's haven't heard that for a long time, though. Like, I know, though. But I'm was... just I'm trying to caution everybody if if they're if they're digging their heels in, which I don't think they would. But if there's a percent, if there's a twenty percent chance, as she in the chat, Demir Bird, yeah, he was pretty good that year. If it's like <laughs> if it's November first, and where's Kyler Murray, and this team's got one win. Wave up! You might want to wave up that white flag. When we wave up the white flag for this season, though, it was when when Kyler Murray went down. Yeah, and then every Sunday I had to talk my co-host into saying, "Let's have a competitive game, and then let's look <laughs> at the draft standings. Let's try to let's try to win in a different way, Bo Brock." <laughs> and thankfully, there were no cameras around at the PHNX headquarters when some of those games went down. And look at that: we have Paris Johnson Jr. and infinite picks, and we're all better off for it. Yeah. They do, including the Houston Texans pick, which can be very good. Did anybody see what the Texans schedule looks like? I mean, I mean, know I know what we saw the overall yeah. uh, larger picture. You know what what the win percentage is of the opponents coming in, and it's like a a thirtieth ranked schedule. But have we seen like how it how it plays out? Did, I'm gonna they... send it to I'm gonna send it to Emma. Emma, can you get it full screen on the show for us? Yes, sir. Can't wait to okay. see that because that 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 becomes part of this conversation the entire season. Um, but I, I think that if, if you can get yourself, if you can, this is kind of like last year where DeAndre Hopkins was the first six games you had to hold kind of 
keep your head above water for those six games, right? And if yeah. you could, uh, then you would you put yourself in a position to take off afterwards. Now, it never happened, right? Uh, but it's you still put yourself in that position. And if they can, like getting through this these first five weeks, which I think yeah. is probably their toughest part of this schedule. Um, then you can kind of, if you get Kyler Murray back, then you can get into the conversation about, okay, we can change the narrative around the 2023 Cardinals where everybody had them 32 out of 32, as far as rosters and finishing at the bottom of Mike Clay's mostly every chart that he made. And, and as far as, you know, the win totals, them being having the least, you know, the, the, the smallest win total of any team at four and a half, you know, according to Vegas. So, uh, it, it's going to take weathering the storm in the early part of the season, but also keeping in mind that at any point, if you can find any momentum, if you can win back-to-back games, if you can be competitive during any stretch, that creates momentum for next season. This just gives this gives JG a chance to really dig in with these players and fly under the radar. Like, like I can tell you right now, Jonathan Gannon doesn't care about primetime games. He he doesn't. He just he wants to be able to embed his culture and his mindset into these players. And like, this is a different scenario than like, you know, we, we got to witness Mike McCarthy's first year with Dallas fumbling around. They were under 500. Everybody said he was a joke. Like, I don't want that for John Gannon, but the Cowboys are a different brand, obviously than the Arizona Cardinals newsflash. So to me, it's like, okay, let them hide fourth place schedule, no primetime games. Everybody's discounting them. They, they don't have Kyler Murray. Um, I, I think that, that that's going to do a huge benefit. We've got Houston's schedule ready to go. Before we get to that, Bo, I want to tell everybody, you know what I did earlier today? Went to Circle K. <laughs> Ghost Polar Pops, two for one. Hello, unsweet nice tea. That's how I'm fired up to give you the scoops, the details on the Arizona Cardinals schedule with my friends at Circle K. We're so excited to partner with Circle K. Check out your local Circle K. Best coffee, beer, snack selection, premium gas at not a premium price. If you don't want to miss out, and you shouldn't, all you got to do, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. Get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Again, buy one, get one free, 31310 to join the SMS subscriber club. Tons of discounts. It's all there for you. Head to circlek.com slash store-locator to find the Circle K nearest to you. And no uh, specific order here, but go to Circle K, go to your local dispensary, go to your local dispensary, go to Circle K. Either way works. Go to your dispensary, though. Get yourself OG's, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen, and they're cooking up all the great little treats. All those gummies that everybody knows and loves from OG's, and they're making it easier for you as far as what OG's is doing. They're making the experience even better. We didn't think it was possible, but they're doing it because they're taking their unbelievable assortment of gummies and they're making mixed bags now. It's unreal what they've decided to do. It, it seems simple, but nobody's really done it until now. They're revolutionizing the game. They continue to do it. The fruits, the creams, you can get them all in one bag. You can also get that strawberries and cream, that happy balance ratio that everybody's looking for, that T- CBD to THC ratio. You can find that. Or if you're having trouble getting to sleep at night, well, OG's has something for you as well. They've got that sleep time gummy. They've got that aqua berry flavor. It's delicious, and it's going to help you get to sleep, stay asleep. Don't miss out on any of their great products. Make sure you're following on your all your socials at OG's Brands. That's at OG's Brands and check them out on their website for all their great products. More info on that at OG or OG'sBrands.com. That's OG'sBrands.com. Got to be 21 years old or enjoying responsibly, of course. All right, so we're all 
crying in our tears, no primetime games. Actually, three other teams didn't get a primetime game. So it's not just the Arizona Cardinals. The league basically told four teams to fuck off this year. <laughs> Houston, Houston Texans didn't get a primetime game. Okay. CJ Stroud, D'Amico Ryan, no cachet there. Atlanta. Hey, Johnny, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is it good if you have a team that didn't have any primetime games this season's <laughs> draft pick? Does that mean that there's Ooh. low expectations? Uh, Probably. Can I interest you in a Will Anderson <laughs> Jr. that doesn't affect your point spread? Uh, no Falcon primetime games. No Colts, Crazy Jim or say Anthony Richardson primetime games. So uh, two out of the four teams that play in the AFC South don't get a primetime game, which is that's tough to believe. The Chiefs, Bills, Chargers, and Cowboys no surprise, have the most primetime games with six. Nice to see the Niners Chiefs, suck on that Bills, one. Niners. Chargers, and Cowboys? Yeah, with six each. Packers wow. got five. Um, so let's really? continue to... Yeah, let's Packers continue. Yeah, let's continue to dance on the grave of Houston Texans. No primetime <laughs> games. And uh, we're just going to be lapping this up, baby. So we will have a tracker throughout the year. The suckage of the 2023 Houston Texans and how... It's like the little guy from Price is Right. And then he goes down. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. So here's here's the text and schedule for this year. Um, there's a lot of hell out of the gates. There's a lot of trash on this schedule. But then you also have to remember Houston also trash. So and Jacksonville borderline elite now. We'll see. All right. You're looking at this schedule. I'm going to tell you right now, the only wins that I see right off the bat. I think that they will beat the Colts at some point this year. I think they'll at least split with the Colts. They could beat Atlanta. They could beat Carolina. And they could probably beat the Saints. I think that's it. I don't Assuming know if they can that, beat Carolina. I think Carolina's think so? got a pretty good defense. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I like they brought over the D.C., right, from, from Denver. Yeah. And coach them up. Um, you know, Brian Banks and, and crew. I, I don't think that's as easy, as, as easy win, but I see a lot of losses on this, actually. I mean, as far as how it stacks up, especially at the beginning of the season where, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to be motivated week one, right? Yeah. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence week three, that's a tough draw. I think the days of them competing with Jacksonville are done for, for, for a little bit until Stroud kind of figures, finds his way at the NFL level. But then it gets, yeah, I mean, Carolina's not, you got Carolina, Tampa, but then you get back to Cincinnati, got another game against Jacksonville. And they they finished the season kind of against some teams that you can appreciate, like the Jets and, and the Browns. Well, in those divisional games at the end of the year, those will be tough. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, if, if they're out of it and you've got, you probably won't have Tennessee competing for a spot. You probably, yeah, those are two teams. But Vrabel's not throwing that's games a, at the that end is, of the year. That's a just a man. It's such a garbage division. It really that's, is. That that Colts game is going to have a lot of draft implications because the Colts could be terrible, and we think they will be. But like uh, Vrabel will be competitive till the very end. I mean, they got to win games in Cleveland this year. Stefanski and Deshaun, and Vrabel in Week 15. Like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Sean Payton will probably will have his mojo by Week 13. I think at best right now. Barring something unforeseen, this is a four and thirteen team, which I think four is going to be, 13. yeah, which is going to be good for a top five pick. With, I mean, they're over under. I think with the Cardinals is four and a half. Can we put and, that back up? Can, can we just let's just go through this real quick? Okay, week one loss. 
Week two. This is is that at Indy? No, that's 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 home. Give them that one. Okay, I'll give them a dub. I don't know. I don't know if they're better than Indy. I think just as far as roster wise, I think Indy's a lot more talented. Didn't, didn't Houston sport. almost beat the Chiefs last year late in the year though? Yeah, but look, I mean it, Al Pacino any given Sunday. Okay. Um, All right, Jacksonville. All right. L. We're gonna get. I'm gonna give them Colts one and one. All right, Pittsburgh so L. So one that, and three. Okay, uh, Atlanta. Everybody's penciling in wins against Atlanta. Atlanta's gonna win some of these games. I'm gonna say they have to go to Atlanta. I'm gonna say Atlanta wins that game. Okay. Two and three, or is that two? And, okay, so what? What do you have, Matt? One and that? four. They're one and four. Okay, Saints. Derek Carr. Saints. Does that inspire any hope? Go. He goes back to. Uh, well, he didn't play, and his brother played in uh, Texas. <laughs> that's an interesting revenge game. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a long way to go. They're gonna lose that game. Carolina. Because I, I think Carolina the Saints lost. will be better early. Tampa, my God, Tampa. I don't know. Baker and, and crew is 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 Baker Baker touchdown we'll, maker gonna. We'll give we're gonna give Houston that one. Sorry, top okay. Levels. All right, Cincy L. Big showdown between the Cardinals and Electric. That's gonna be the game of the year. Tyler's playing. I think I think the Cardinals win that one. Correct. Jacksonville loss. Uh, Denver probably a loss. Yeah. Jets is a definite loss. And then you kind of got a crapshoot between in these Tennessee games, depending on who's in contention at this point in the season and who's not. I'm gonna tell you right, it's it's a it's a four win team max, right? I think I, I think mean, it, yeah. Well, I think max you can give them six to seven wins. Seven? Yeah. With what? Look at their if, wide if receivers. If CJ Stroud turns out to be a decent quarterback in the NFL oh, level, I know Ohio State quarterbacks have it. What? Is they, Marvin, play, they play is, in the AFC South. And is they're Marvin playing, playing? Is Marvin on the team? They play the AFC South. It's their divisional foes. And then they play the NFC South, which is not great either. Uh, they are not allowed to pick outside the top five. That would be blasphemy. Um, I, there's no way they sniff six or seven games. No flipping. That's, that's worst case scenario for the Cardinals. That's still. Yeah, Corey, he is on OGs. He knows better huh? than to be on OGs while while we're doing the program talking about Houston like, winning like seven. Product. He does. Yeah. He, he's a Cardinals. I think their ceiling is is seven. Houston's ceiling is not seven. No chance. CJ Stroud, Will Anderson Jr. going to do it by themselves. I I like CJ Stroud. I think he's going to be good, but not with that team year one. Now they got that running back that people like, the kid out of Florida from last year. But yeah. He got hurt. Damian Pierce. We're gonna we're gonna be charting it. We're gonna be talking about it, um, and we're gonna be rooting hard against the Houston Texans. Uh, and I don't know if you can watch them on on Fubo TV, Bo. Um, but you know, if you don't want to dabble with some of these egregious prices right now that are going on <laughs> with some of these streamers, you can you can dabble with Fubo TV and uh, be much better off. 140 plus live channels, sports shows, movies, news. You can stream live TV from any device. You can watch the most Arizona sports at the lowest possible price. And if you're like, Johnny, I'm cynical to all this. Hey, right now you can do a seven-day free trial with Fubo TV. No contract, no cable, no hassle. I'm all about no contracts. Just let me go and come and please as I want. They've also got a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. ABC, ESPN, NHL, PGA, French Open, WNBA, F1, whatever you want, fight nights, UFC boxing, do it with our friends at Fubo TV. TV watch hopefully the Arizona Cardinals 
on Fubo TV. Come this Sunday, come this fall. Use the link in the description. Get signed up 50% off your first month with our friends at Fubo with Fubo Pro. From Fubo to Foco, right? Yeah. What was yeah. the toy you were showing earlier? That was not a Foco. It was. Uh, it was this, awful. This, this is a Foco. Yeah, see, that's um, legit. I can tell that that actually is J.J. Watt. That's supposed yeah. to be J.J. Watt, and they get everything, the essence of the future Hall of Famer. They do. As he, that, that moment where he said, <laughs> source me. We've come a long way since this, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We've 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 fallen, but Foco has not. They've actually they've trended in the right direction. And you got to get yourself if if you love figurines, things to kind of dress up your office, your entertainment center. If you watch any of our shows on PHNX, I mean, right behind over Johnny's shoulder, he's got one. It's the leading manufacturer in sports and entertainment merchandise with product line that. It's got accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. And it's got all the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. You don't want to mess out. You got to check out uh, our friends over at FOCO. Of course, FOCO always wants to hear from their Arizona sports fans. They've got some of your favorite players of all time. Get the best gear and check it out at FOCO.com. F-O-C-O.com. Use the code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX and you'll get 10% off your order. Uh, our guy, Howard Balzer, PHNX Cardinals beat reporter. I don't know if we had this or not. If you uh, want to dabble with some preseason action, Cardinals played Denver week one of the preseason. That is usually always in play. Kansas City week two, the Vikings week three. I don't have locations yet for those, but um, Clayton Toon likely to start one, if not multiple of those games. So Denver week one. Uh, we can hang out with our friends at DVR, Kansas I think City. They have one. Two. I think you've got Denver here, you've got KC here, and then you've got Minnesota, Minnesota in on Minnesota on the road. Cool, cool, cool. So, a couple chances in the preseason come out, watch uh, guys try to fight for this roster. I'm going to tell you right now, I think a ton of young players obviously are going to play in these preseason games. Those reps are going to be super valuable. Paris Johnson Jr., BJ Ojolari, maybe Garrett Williams is back. Speaking of Garrett Williams and company, Bo, you had a chance to talk to a slew of second and third day rookies of the Arizona Cardinals today at the team site. Yeah, we talked to four of them today, including second rounder BJ Ujolari and Garrett Williams. And they were obviously the most impressive. You you could just feel the confidence from both of these guys. Uh, BJ obviously prides himself on being a versatile pass rusher. Everything that, you know, Nick Rollis described this guy as he kind of echoed. Same thing went for Garrett Williams. Uh, it wasn't like cockiness. It was just this kind of confidence. You know, yeah. Garrett Williams kind of in passing brought up that in high school up to his junior season, he was a quarterback. And then during a seven-on-seven tournament, they were down a couple corners, and they said, hey, can you play corner? And he came away from that weekend with six picks. And they're like, uh, you're a cornerback <laughs> now. So he switched on that side of the football and, yeah. you know, Nick Rollis said, told me last week, he said he, he's a guy that plays at that position still with a high motor and violence, and he kind of encapsulates. So does Ujolari as far as what they're looking for at the on the defensive side of the football or just overall as players. Uh, also talked to John Gaines the second, the offensive lineman, versatile offensive lineman who wouldn't nice. commit to playing center. I mean, he said he's going to do whatever he, he, he can to help this team win. If that's playing center, then he's going to do that. He's got versatility. He can play guard. He played, you know, all three positions as far as, you know, tackle guard and center at, uh, at UCLA. Uh, he was quoting poetry in his, in his press conference, just off the cuff, which is dropping uh, just, just lines from poems. And then um, 
you know, it, it was it was an impressive group. It was an impressive group uh, that uh, I'm trying to remember. So we talked to Ujulari, we talked to Gaines, we talked to Garrett Williams. Who am I missing out of that crew? Uh, Michael Wilson. Michael Wilson. Yeah, the wide receiver came in. Uh, he obviously has a lot of respect for the wide receiver room. I think he understands what the assignment is for him year one. Uh, and he's a guy that I don't think is going to let the opportunity of being a, a end of the third round pick kind of slip through his grasp. Really yeah. seems like he's motivated. Uh, he was. It sounded like it was just a brutal blow to break his collarbone against Notre Dame early last season. And the opportunity to go to Mobile and play in the Senior Bowl really kind of catapulted him back into the draft conversation. He even maybe considered going back to Stanford for his sixth season. So yeah. uh, it seems like he's a guy that's not going to let this chance of being a, a day two draft pick for the Arizona Cardinals fall at the wayside. So uh, you look at that re wide receiver room as of right now. DeAndre Hopkins is, is, is the leader of that group. Hollywood Brown. Rondell Moore, obviously we know his, his issues as far as staying out of the training room, getting on the field, but then you've got Michael Wilson and, and Greg Dorch. I mean, it is a top 10 group as it stands right now. I love Agent 47's comment. This is what the preseason is all about. Let's see Michael Wilson cooking in the preseason. And I think when talent jumps off the preseason, it's evident. Greg Dorch last year jumped off in the preseason and it translated. You remember that game? I think it was against... Uh, Baltimore. They had that tight end, and he flourished in the preseason against the Arizona yeah, Cardinals. Isaiah that likely. rookie tight end, and then he went on to have a really nice season. I would love to see Michael Wilson have that kind of impact, get his confidence back, because you know physically he's got all the tools. It's just like you know, I've knocked him. Just he hasn't been able to stay healthy, and everybody's yeah. pushed back saying it's not soft tissue, it's it's flukes, and I get that. But you trouble staying healthy. At the collegiate level, he, he played at Stanford for five seasons. That was a necessity as far as just any, any considered a sixth. Like being in the training room, it, it it's a it, problem. Extreme. It was it crushed it as far as him as a draft prospect. And you know, you hope it, it's something that isn't like he's you know hurt players stay hurt. You just hope that that's something he can shake off once he gets to the pro level. But here's what I'll say: the Cardinals have built themselves up a luxury of picks where you can use a flyer and make Michael Wilson almost pick number 100. And if it doesn't pan out, it's not going to kill you. You can't make Michael Wilson a first-round pick, a top 40 pick, but you have got you can use those picks on Paris Johnson Jr., who, by the way, was one of, I think, five Cardinals signed their contract today. Paris Johnson Jr. is walking around the Valley in a Pat Tillman jersey today. We don't have the photo. <laughs> Go look at the Cardinals' uh, social media team, Instagram, Twitter, I mean, like, I'm going to make a statement right now. Paris Johnson Jr. is not busting. In fact, he is going to be a pro bowler. I, I am so bullish on this player. He he just he has it all figured out, and he's not played an NFL down yet, and he, he's got to get the pads on. He's got to stay healthy. The, he has checked seemingly every box you yeah. would want him to check. His press conference was in, 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 fantastic. We had his position coach on from Ohio State, says he's one of one, hardest working player on the team in, in the unit. He's, he's got generational talent. He plays a franchise cornerstone position. He comes from Ohio State, and now he's 100% bought it. He's walking around with a Pat Tillman jersey on. It's 90 degrees here, and it's just it's awesome to see. I, I could not – he's – outside of Kyler Murray, I don't remember a first-round pick I'm more fired up for than, than Paris Johnson Jr. Yeah, he, he, he blows you away. I mean, he endears himself to you immediately. It comes off as somebody you want to root for. I mean, whether yeah. it's you know, on the playing field, you see – the athleticism for a big man. You see the size, right? You see the ability to manhandle defensive players. And then you see, 
you know, you hear him talk and you hear, you know, the different things that he's involved with off the field, how he was writing for the school paper, how, you know, as far as the philanthropic endeavors that he gets into yeah. his own foundation that helped, uh, you know, kids and families in needs and veterans in need. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really, he's a really impressive kid and really an easy guy to root for. And if he can back it up with his play, that's, that's even better. I mean, he's, he's a first round talent on and off the field. And then I, you know, I was, I was almost as impressed by, you know, their day two picks with, with BJ Ujolari yeah. and, and Garrett Wilson and, and Williams and apologies. And then, uh, and, and Michael Wilson. And then you've got Jonathan Gaines, who's a guy who's bright. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp where I just don't think it's realistic to think he's going to go from playing, you know, a hundred snaps at center, his junior year, not playing center last year to starting at center on yeah. an NFL team year one. That's, you've talked me into yell to be in the center of this team this year, at least, you know, in the short term and then we'll see, but here's, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite because I bitched and moaned that Steve Kine would play guys <laughs> in a position, right? If this kid is comfortable at guard and is a mauler at guard, guess what? Cardinals aren't good enough at guard currently. I'll do respect to Will Hernandez to not play this kid at guard. And if the answer to that is, well, Paris Johnson Jr. is going to play guard early. I, I mean, to be, to be frank, give it a couple weeks and somebody's going to be out of that lineup. And if John Gaines, as a fourth rounder, is your first guy off the bench for a team like the Arizona Cardinals, that's a hell of a fourth round pick because you're going to turn around. It's going to be Thanksgiving. You're going to potentially have him and Paris Johnson Jr. in the lineup. They're, those guys you know, could never give those jobs back. Paris, especially once Paris mm -hmm. tackle, he's staying at tackle. But if John, Jonathan Gaines could come out and this is another reason I love this draft class. You could tell too, when you spoke to those players today in Wilson and in, in Garrett Williams, and especially BJ Ojolari, these guys have been playing big time college football for almost a half decade. And in Wilson's case, it has been a half decade. These are not a one and a half year red shirt kid coming to the NFL, super green, right? These kids, these guys are ready to, to participate and they're ready to compete. And there are a lot of guys on this Cardinal roster that are complacent that need to ball out. If they want to get paid, if they want to secure a job, there is no assurance. If Paris Johnson jr. Is a better tackle in training camp than Kelvin Beecham. He, he will start over Kelvin Beecham. There's no allegiance there with this coaching staff. If BJ Ojolari is more explosive than Dennis Gardeck and Majay Sanders, guess what? Guess who's playing the rookie out of LSU. That, that should really invoke, you know, sense of optimism with this fan base that for so long under Vance Joseph, not as much with Cliff, but with Vance, it was like, yeah, that player is better than this player has more physical attributes, but I can't get him to do what I want on the field. So we're going to play Ben Neiman. We're going to play these middling street free agents and we're going to suffer. And it's going to really hurt us on Sundays. Those days are over. Yeah. And I, I'm fired up to see that. So uh, long story short, Jonathan Gaines comes in and beats the holy hell out of the Cardinals defensive line at training camp. They will find a spot for him. Can I uh can I just kind of poo-poo that a little bit? Don't. <laughs> I'm going to. I guess you can. Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. Yeah, it's that front seven for the Washington Commanders week 1. I think it would be with the veterans you have on this offensive line like if they're healthy and they make it through training camp you would probably be better served to send out more of it's, a veteran. It's the NFL unit. though. I, Paris Johnson Jr. is the sixth overall pick. I'm not hiding him from anybody. You can look, you look at the schedule. And I think that there's going to be opportunities to where you can get these guys and work them into the lineup and then keep them in the lineup. But I think right out of the gates, I mean, the, the Washington front seven is it's daunting. It's daunting.
That's fine. That, but listen, I, I, everybody's competitive in the NFL. I mean, everybody's got a guy that can come in and kick your ass on the defensive line outside the Cardinals defensive line, right? Maybe the Raiders. Um, but I, I, I don't want to get to a point and they won't where you're stunning the growth of young players because I mean, I like Kelvin Beecham fine and he's been a really nice player, but we all scratched our head when they signed him in, in March to a two year deal and, mm, yeah. and especially now you have Paris Johnson Jr. on the roster. It's like, okay, Kelvin, I need to see Paris Johnson Jr. Who's the six. I, th- I think, I think Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, I, I think he could certainly hang right. And he could find himself at the left guard spot. He could find himself at one of the tackle positions, but it's like, Jonathan Gaines going from facing Cal sure, to facing, you know, I, I I'm a little hesitant to say that. But look, if he if he outright wins the job, then then I I I'd love to see it. I think that would I would love to be proved wrong, and and comes out and holds on to to one of those starting positions early on. I just feel like, and I get what you're saying with everybody not named Paris Johnson Jr. Like if the the deeper we go into training camp, especially like we're gonna see Dizia Humphreys not participate some because his body's breaking down. And Kelvin Beecham is in his mid-30s, right? Like, Paris Johnson Jr. at some point. I know everybody's like, he can play guard. I said that during the draft season. That can help you in a pinch. But, like, there's a good chance Humphreys and maybe Kelvin Beecham aren't on the team next year. And Paris Johnson Jr. hopefully is going to be wearing a C on his chest in 2024. I want to see Paris Johnson at tackle this year. Uh, Quicker rather than later. Because I think he's elite. He's an elite prospect. He's a blue-chip prospect. And, uh, you know, I... DJ Humphreys has had a tough go for about the last 18 months. And yeah. Kelvin Be- Kelvin Beecham, he's like that, you know, four stars, got a couple nice curveballs and and can get you six innings and three runs allowed. But like I, I want a complete game shutout. And that's what Paris Johnson Jr. can offer you at some point. Yeah. BJ squared. Wait yeah. for it. You like it? <laughs> PJJ. Uh yeah. It's been a great schedule release show uh we've got we're gonna get our first real look at this rookie class tomorrow as they hit the grass uh we're gonna have all the sites from that it'll be out there for about an hour tomorrow about 9 30 if you want to follow along at phnx underscore cardinals we're gonna be posting videos uh you'll get to see clayton toon hopefully rip it at the quarterback position uh watch paris johnson jr warm up play some offensive line for the cardinals gains BJ Ujolari uh, probably won't see Garrett Williams. He said he's about five months away. Um, so Arizona Cardinals, your first look at the rookie class and, and the undrafted free agents that they signed after the NFL draft. They're going to hit the field tomorrow, and the rookie minicamp will have all that uh, coming for you. Plus, Jonathan Gannon's going to speak afterwards. We'll get uh, some insight from JG. He'll break down the schedule as well. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast, go to gophnx.com, become a diehard. Check out PHNX Suns tonight. My guy Shane Diefenbach filling in for Mr. Espo and Saul Bookman as the Suns try to take down the Denver Nuggets in game six of the Western Conference semifinals. Remember, remember who had the schedule first. It was your friends at PHNX Cardinals. In the meantime, for Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back tomorrow.